Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the Trinity Podcast. My name is Ashley Matthews. I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity, and this is our final episode of our four-week Advent Reflection Series. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and uh, we no doubt all have our own personal plans and traditions in our sites, casseroles to prepare, gifts to wrap, all the things. But in the midst of all those things, while they happen and buzz all around us, We who are Christians are called by the church calendar to also remember the final hours before Jesus was born. We're meant to meditate on the story, to imagine, for example, a very pregnant Mary traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem, some 90 miles across the desert, carrying the heaviness of God, and then the beginning of labor pangs, the search for a place to lie down so that, unbelievably, God can be born into the world. Those kinds of things require meditation and reflection, space and time, to let them mean something to us in a new way all these years later. And this remembering is meant to create a kind of mood that's different from the world around us because If I could actually go back into the first century to Bethlehem on the night before Jesus was born, the feeling I would have, I imagine, is of someone who knows this great secret. I would be thinking to myself, God is right now doing something so strange and so good, and the world has no idea. On the surface, it looks all the same like any other night. And so we're not meant to shun or retreat from all the merrymaking that the world around us is doing. I I can't wait to bake cookies and drink my mulled wine. But while we do, I'm meant to remember that somewhere, even now, God is still doing something strange and good. He's coming somewhere to someone, maybe even to me, even while on the surface, everything looks the same. So with that in mind, we're going to turn to the Bible. Our passage for reflection today is from Matthew chapter 1. It's the story of Joseph's uh, visitation from the angel. So we're going to back up in time a bit, rewind the clock a few months, so that we can remember that there were decisions, choices, an invitation that both Mary and Joseph had to agree to accept in order for Christmas to come in the way that it did. This is Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We don't hear a lot about Joseph in the Bible, and therefore it's easy to miss or maybe minimize his role and his example in the story. But there's something really important, I think, happening here. When we begin reading in Matthew, uh, Mary has already received her visit from Gabriel. She's already made the choice to play her part in the story God's telling 
May it be so with me according to your word, she famously says in Luke's gospel. And so Jesus is literally formed inside Mary. He quite literally takes up residence in the center of her life. And the symbolism is hard to miss, right? Mary has for us in this way become the exemplar, an exemplary disciple. To be a disciple, the first disciple, is to allow Jesus to take up residence in the center of your life, to see him grow in you. But Joseph also receives an invitation to participate with God, which is not something I'll admit I often think about, or we often, it would seem, think about. There was a moment when Mary had to tell Joseph that she was pregnant. And I think about this quite a lot, almost every time I sit with a story. And we unfortunately don't know what explanation she gave him. But we do know that afterwards he was convinced that he couldn't stay with her. He was going to dismiss her quietly, the text says. Which is, by the way, not a sign of calloused meanness on his part. The opposite is, in fact, true. Joseph could have had Mary stoned for adultery, according to the law. But it's clear that because he loves her, he wants to protect her, and so determines to leave her without explanation. To have stayed with her, and take on the shame of getting his betrothed pregnant before marrying her, would have been to invite shame and suspicion on himself that he legitimately didn't deserve. So he is leaving her. That much he's decided. That is until the angel comes. And then in just one verse, the verse we read, we're told Joseph wakes up, takes Mary as his wife, and then later claims Jesus as his son. Now, unfortunately, we know nothing about those intervening months or the scrutiny Mary and Joseph faced. Did people know Mary was prematurely pregnant? Did Joseph ever have to endure the shame that he feared? We don't know. And it's not the point. The point is that Joseph had to choose Jesus without knowing fully what it might mean for him except that there would be costs, same as Mary. So if Mary has set an example for us in her willingness to see Jesus formed in her, then I think Joseph has set an example for us in his willingness to take on possible offense, the possibility of being misunderstood and even shamed for the sake of his fidelity to Jesus. And so that's where I feel today prompted to reflect. To put it in the form of a question, it might be, am I in a place where I could choose Jesus, even if it meant being misunderstood and shamed for doing so? And before answering too quickly, maybe consider the last time you felt that way. Has it been a long time? Since you felt really misunderstood or really embarrassed on behalf of your faith, not because you've done something embarrassing or done something offensive, but just because of Jesus. And please hear me. I'm not suggesting that we go looking for ways to be offensive or to feel ashamed 
I think what the Bible is making pretty clear, actually, is that if we choose Jesus, we don't have to go looking for those things, that they are very likely to find us. So it's probably good practice, therefore, to ask the question, maybe every year at exactly this time of year, Because today we're supposed to be remembering that God is on his way. Somewhere in the world, maybe even into my life, in ways that are going to feel strange at best, maybe even painful or costly. But like Jesus with Joseph, more particularly, like the image of Joseph finally holding Jesus for the first time. Maybe whatever God is doing could end up being a pretty incredible miracle. I think that's exactly what we're supposed to hold in front of us as possible on a day like today. Amen. Blessings on the remainder of your Advent season, friends. Uh, We will see you on Christmas Eve, either on the screen or in person. Uh, God bless you. Peace.